Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. This is Christy Robinette. And this is Chuck Robinette. And this is the Robinette's Nest. Nest. Welcome to another week. Another week. I think we're on third row. Third week in a row. Wow, we're on a roll. Who would have thought? Every Friday, it's crazy. We're trying to do it like clockwork. But, yeah, you know, I know. Real life. world, real life. Well, and that's kind of what we were going to talk about today is real, real life. life. Last year, Last Chuck year. lost his mother, mm. and she had dementia, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. She had a bad other things probably going wrong with probably her. that we'll never know because she hated doctors and they were all quacks and she was probably afraid to go to the doctor because she knew something else was wrong but who knows yeah so she was 89 years old and yeah. i know that the older that we get the older that our parents got this is true and our friends and listeners are going through similar situations that we them. did yep or will be going through situations <laughs> that we did. I'm older than you, so yeah, it could happen. And we kind of wanted to talk about that because I think we learned some things along we our journey. We learned a lot. And the funny thing was, it wasn't just last year. She started slipping the year before that. No, she started slipping about five years <laughs> <Probably>. ago. <laughs> no, she and was always Chuck there. Chuck was in denial. I was in denial because, I mean, how do you... I, you don't want to think about stuff like that because you don't know what the alternative is going to be. What are you going to do? You know, we couldn't necessarily take care of her. I mean, she was a handful as it was. And she was set in her way. She's old. She still thought it was 1942 during the Depression. So I don't know. And she and I didn't always have the closest relationship anyway. You guys didn't see eye to eye. Not in a lot of ways. Probably for most of your life. Probably. She loved you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not denying that. And I loved her, but we... But it has an awful lot. And uh, nothing really that bad. I just, you know, it's funny. I used to tell my kids, too, when they were growing up. You know, my mother used to tell me this and that and that. And I said, yeah, 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 whatever. But a lot of what she said was true and was right. But I was in denial when I was a teenager. You yeah, because parents don't know crap. No, they don't know anything. They don't know anything about the real world. But again, like I said, she still thought it was a depression era. So it was a little bit different than what she was thinking. But yeah. So what we had we had a couple of Christmases where we noticed that there were issues. Yeah. She was starting to have more digestive issues, True. more head issues. She was having severe headaches. headaches. She had shingles, supposedly. She was falling. Yeah, just crazy. Saying stuff. that she just slipped when I think she was yeah, having many strokes. many strokes and fell over or something. And she lived by herself. She lived in Clinton Township. Which you is know, like an was, hour well, from us. About an hour away, yeah. And even when we lived in uh, Wayne County, it was still an hour away. So yeah. it wasn't like it was. But she moved there. I mean, I grew up in Westland. She lived there for years. So she ended up getting into a car accident. Yeah. And she said the brakes went out in her little Lincoln tire. Little, uh, not Lincoln a Lincoln. Car. Not a little, a little Lincoln yeah. car. But uh, I think she got confused and probably hit the accelerator instead of the brakes. And luckily, I mean, she told the car. And luckily, she was okay. But I know she hit her head. And supposedly, she had to crawl out the window and blah, 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 blah. But Yeah, she's this little t- petite, yeah, she, feisty she, lady. I don't think she was even five foot tall. But she was, um, we wanted to take her to the hospital then. Actually, we were very agitated with yeah. first responders. Yeah. Because they drove her home instead, yeah, of, instead taking of taking her, her for 
observation. And that's the one thing that I've noticed about a lot of um, those that have dementia or Alzheimer's that I never really thought, I never really thought is that they can turn it off and turn it on. Kind of. I mean, not necessarily all the time, but they can be very convincible, very manipulative. Yeah, she was very manipulative, but it didn't work with me. She tried to be kind with you, but I would argue the point with her. And I'm yelling back and forth and cussing up a storm and saying that, you know. So after the car accident, she ended up becoming best friends with Donald Trump and Bill Schuette. He was running for governor, Michigan, Michigan governor. He was attorney general back then. She really blah, wasn't. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But Her she was, was convinced. And she thought that she was going to go to the White House and she was yep. really into she was going to go to these parties. <laughs> These big gals. big. She was planning her outfit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to come pick her up in a motor home she, and take her to Washington. She was really excited about that. And she was. Um, so when we took her to the hospital, when we eventually well, did. Well, before that, that even happened, before that even happened, she knew that something was wrong with her. Not with her mind necessarily, but she said, OK, we're going to go to the doctor. We made an appointment. We drove there one morning to take her for an appointment. And then all of a sudden it was like. No, 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 I'm not going. And she's hanging on to Christy. It's like, no, all I want is a hot dog. I want a Conan dog. Don't take me to the doctor. I'll, I'm not getting out of the car. I'm going to say you forced me. I'm going to say you beat me. What a crazy stuff like that. I'm just shaking my head because <laughs> she's clinging to me like a toddler that you're trying to get to preschool. And she's saying there's a man in the basement and he's trying to steal the house from her. And that I come over at night and I crawl around on the floor while she's sleeping. And I'm opening her garage door and closing it and opening it and closing it and driving by. And and people were stealing stuff. Her money. Stealing her money. And Chrissy stole her stamps and her donuts. I, didn't, and, I did not. I know, but that's what she and said. And we found the donuts later in the oven. Yeah. And the stamps and drawers and whatever. But. Oh, vitamins too. So at one point, I got a phone call. One morning, she was out at the road in the middle of the night. I guess a cop saw her and they took her back in the house. And, you know, luckily she didn't get hit by a car or whatever. She was. A, that was like the middle of the night. Yep. And then it was like maybe what, two, three days. It was, it was quick after that. Yeah. She called the police from inside of her house and said she was locked out of her house. Yes. People locked her out. So at that point we knew we had to do something. That was early in the morning yeah. as well. So we had to drive out there. We had to go to Clinton Township Police. Uh, we had to go to the court. We had to sign papers so that the police could pick her up, take her to the hospital down the road for observation. And apply for an emergency guardianship. Yeah. So we because had to that's that. our first that's our first lesson is that um power of attorney yep. is very important to have when with whether it's your spouse, right. which we need to work on that, <laughs> or it's your elderly parent. Right. Because we, our hands were tied, yep. including with bank records and everything. Well, everything, everything. I mean, you know, and she didn't trust anybody. It didn't make any difference because, again, like I said, she still saw it was during the depression. So we had to do an emergency. We had to see the judge emergency, and the police right. had to go and pick her up. Yep. And we that was to, heartbreaking. We had to meet them in, in the church parking lot. We followed them, took them to the house. We pulled them in the driveway. They came in. You know, they were really nice. I think there was like four or five of them. It was a female, too. And, you know, I said, well, we're going to go for a ride. And she's like, oh, okay. She got her purse and she got in the police car and they took her to the hospital. Hospital, And that's where it all started. And, and that hospital was, was okay. Yeah. It was, was that McLaren, I think, over yeah, there? Yeah. But that one was okay. 
but then they had to transfer her to a psychiatric yeah, hospital in Pontiac, Pontiac. And that was horrific. Horrendous. Horrific. I mean, it's like one flew over the cuckoo's nest even worse. It was really And that, that should not have happened no. if we had had guardianship or power of attorney beforehand. We could have gotten her help without that. She was in there for like three weeks. Yeah, and we could only go, I think it was two days a week in a certain hours. You couldn't bring her anything. She was crying. I want to get out of here. I mean, yeah, her mind was slipping and all that, but she wasn't completely no. crazy. And there were actually crazy people crazy in people. there. Yeah, it was general. It wasn't just a, um, a geriatric. No. It was all ages of all different psychiatric issues. It was a mess. So we finally convinced the social worker that we would get her into a facility yeah. that um, could take care of her that was near our house. And that was licensed and was capable right. of taking care of somebody with dementia right. because her body was pretty healthy at that yeah, point she actually was pretty right. good she was doing well but her mind was still kind of slipping so we looked we went it was the weirdest scenario because the social worker gave us a card of somebody who was sort of like a realtor for these uh, living uh, facilities and one hand washes the other. So yeah. she gets a huge commission. Yeah, gets a kickback. For placing the, this elderly. We didn't know all we, of this. We knew design. nothing, but we figured it out. We it was, were pretty it was a desperate. Scam. It was a scam. We were pretty desperate. Yeah. Because we had a minimum amount of money. At that point, right. Yeah. So we were going to have to sell her house in order to pay for her care. But first, we had to clean out our house. So we had to do all that. And we were scraping by is what we were doing. You know, she had... Some money in the bank, you know, we had a data finagle that. She was still getting social security. Yeah, she was getting that. And so we we placed her in at the time was the best possible right. scenario. And at the time it was the it best was, possible. It was a good situation. Scenario. Uh, yeah, I can't deny that. It was a it was a single family home. It was a family that took her out shopping, took her out to dinner. They Everything cared. was good. They, they really cared for her. I mean, I can never deny that. No. But then what happened is she had a, she had a couple falls yep. and they believe that she was having mini strokes, mini strokes and she ended up in the hospital. We, in fact, we were there visiting. She said, I've got to go get my little transistor radio. At the time we were in the living room and she started walking towards the bedroom that she was using. And I thought, this is not a good idea. And sure enough, thump, she fell. She fell. She hit her, head. hit her head. So we had to rush her to the hospital. They released her after that though. Yeah. But that was the interesting thing is they would say, what year is it? And she wouldn't really know what year, but boy, she knew who the president was. Yeah. That's my baby. Donald That's Trump. Donald Trump. That's my baby. Oh my gosh. So then, you know, we, you know, do you know where you're at? And she's like, sure, a yeah. hospital. But she didn't know where she was at. She was there for a little while though. No, they let her go that night. Okay. And then she felt, then we got a call from the doctor yeah. who said she's acting weird because yeah. they would have a doctor that would come there every week. She was acting strangely, and so they said, we think you better take her in. We, we're not sure she's got much time. I mean, and this was in a matter of, like, days. Yeah. So we took her to the emergency room, said, we think she's having a stroke. Right. She ended up, she wasn't. She wasn't. But she stayed there. She was there, she was for, there for a good, I don't know, five days? Five days to a week, something like that. And they said, we, we think she's got days to go. Yeah. And you need to make final arrangements. Yep. She needs to go in a hospice. Yep. 
So we asked the person that was taking care of her if she thought she could handle her because we didn't think that she could right with hospice because supposedly now she's bedridden which she really wasn't but she kind of was and so or she was going to be able to be placed on a floor in the hospital under hospice right so this person said i have got this i i have friend i have a friend who's part of the hospice we have got this all situated, and I'm appalled that you wouldn't think that I could take care of her. Uh-huh. So we ended up releasing her. At, and the, at the time, she's talking to people on the other side. Right. She's fidgeting. Yep. They gave her a fidget blanket and a baby doll and stuff because she was very out of sorts. Yeah, her eyes are closed, but she's got her fingers going in the air, and she's picking at stuff like she's eating. It was just sad. It is, Yeah. And so we let her go home. Right. Or to the, to the to the place. To the care place. And that's when everything went downhill. Yeah. So part of the fidgeting means that they're in pain. Right. And it doesn't look like they're in pain, but that's how they express that they're in pain because they can't communicate properly. And she's on medications. I don't even know what she was on, but she was on certain medications. And a lot of psychiatric yeah. meds. Meds. But they wanted her to be on what they call a comfort pack. And that is a variety of medications to not kill her. Hospice right. isn't to kill. Hospice is to, to help ease the pain. Right. To take the pain away and, and let them rest. And so what they ended up doing is they ordered what they call a comfort pack. Correct. And the comfort pack came and they said, if needed, as needed, we will give this and we have to log everything right. and we will keep it locked up. And there's morphine in there. Yes, along with tramadol and a bunch of other narcotics. So we're like, okay. Okay. So she ended up sleeping. She wasn't eating. She didn't eat for like a month. Yeah, she really wasn't eating. And when when she did eat, it was barely anything. And they were giving her insurers, which we also found out was not a good thing to do with somebody in hospice. Right. um, Because it's keeping them alive unhealthily. Right. Did not know that. Just so you guys all know. It's just prolonging her system. So one one night, um, I woke up from a dream. And mom came to see me in the dream. And she said, something funny is going on in the house. And I need you to move me. Oh, crap. How are we going to move her? What are we going to do? And so... We got up in that morning, Chuck and I went to the house, to their house, and she was sort of surprised, the, yeah, the person taking care of her. And mom hadn't been doing anything. Right. Oh, let me back up. Okay. So after the hospital, we went to the funeral home and we made arrangements. Oh, yeah, we made arrangements. Right, we did. And the funeral director said, has she asked for her last meal yet? And we said, what are you talking about? No, right. she's dying. And she goes, oh, she's not dying yet. She'll ask for her last meal. Mm-hmm. So about a week before this dream, mom came and said, um, or we, we, came, we went over there and we said, are you hungry? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, well, what do you want? And she goes, a taco. She wants tacos. <laughs> so That's my last meal. We went to Taco Bell and she didn't eat the taco. She didn't eat the taco. But she enjoyed she had it. Yeah. She the had, idea was she had a taco. So the week after she ended up coming, you know, to, to kind of visit me in the dream. And we went over there and she had been mostly comatose. Right. And 
she sat up in bed when she saw us and she said, pull your chair. She talked. She said, pull your, your, your chairs up. Now the person that was in charge of the house was always fidgeting around her when we were visited. Yeah. It was always, it's kind of weird. And I had gotten into a huge argument with her that she wasn't giving anything to her to calm her down. Right. I had talked to the hospice. Getting medication. Wasn't getting any morphine if she was in pain when she was fidgeting. And she said she doesn't need it. Right. But then she said she was, and she wasn't. So, regardless. Or she'd say, I'll give it to her as soon as you leave. Yeah, when you leave. Whatever. Uh So, we ended up, um, mom sat up and said exactly what she said to us in her, in the dream. She said, I need, something funny is going on. Mm -hmm. You, You need to get out, me out of here. And it wasn't like, I don't like where I'm at. Get me out of here. It was like, like she was ready to cross over, but she couldn't cross over peacefully. Mm-hmm. So we did. We found a place, place. And that's where we became so. Discouraged. I, I just, I don't understand people. Like I'm just heartbroken. So. We we ended up moving her, and when the ambulance came to move her, we ended up getting a new hospice with the new facility. Right. It was a beautiful room. They said, the only thing we're letting you know is this is the room that anyone who stays in it passes away. away. But we knew she was going to pass away. And basically, that's what she kind of needed to do. She didn't want to be like that, and we didn't want her that way. So, and there was a bird there. Yeah, she, my mother loved birds. In a cage, you know, parakeets, whatever. She had a cock- cockatiel. But there was a bird there in Sherpin, and she was so happy. Oh, listen to that birdie. And, and a cat. And a cat. And so she ended up getting moved. She had a stroke, more than likely on the way, or when you were there right. with her. Um, and they didn't, they were supposed to transfer the comfort pack so that they could give her medication. Well, guess what? They didn't pack the comfort pack. So the hospice, the new hospice said, we'll get a hold. We're going we're gonna to drive, we'll over, drive there over there because we're place, licensed to take it. And we'll pick it up. And they wouldn't answer the door. And there was the a phone. moving truck yep. in the driveway. So I finally got a hold of them and they said, oh, we already got rid of the comfort pack. Basically, probably what they did is they sold it on the streets or whatever the scam was. So as the other hospice looked into it, they found that the logs were all filled out and they had ordered, I think they said five or six comfort packs. Something like that. And they go for about 25 grand street size. It's just crazy. So again, we're talking scams. So we're mad, right? So we're mad. I want to call them out. And we're told by legal that if we call them out, that we could get in trouble for elder abuse. Right. Because we put her there in the first place. And we're horrified. Mm-hmm. So it took a while. It took a day for them to have to to get a prescribe a new comfort a new pack because they had to get a doctor there. And then they had to go to Oakland County because they went to Oakland County Police and they filled out a report. Yep. So anyway, as it goes. It was, what, two days later, maybe? Yeah. She passed away. Yeah. We were there in the evening. I guess it was like around 6 o'clock. And we knew she probably wasn't going to make it through the night. And she didn't. No. And they told us, they said, we think that she's not passing because you guys are here. Right. So we're not telling you to leave. But. But. 
and she had what they call the the um what do they call it the death whistle yeah yeah and and I didn't think it would it would upset me as much as it did but it did and she wasn't there I think she had gone honestly yeah. spiritually the day before yeah but the cat knew the bird knew yeah. it was so interesting yeah because she was only there for a few days I mean we moved her she was there for a few days and she passed which is she probably should have done at the other place, but they weren't giving her the medication or doing what they were supposed to be doing because it seemed like they were trying to prolong her, her life, her life. So they'd make more money. And as crazy as that sounds, we've discovered that this is common. Yeah. We see this more in the news and we've talked to other people that have had the same thing happen and it's a huge scheme. Yep. So I, I, it's it's horrific. I'm still mad about the situation. I could kick myself because my intuition was telling me, don't let her go home on hospice. You right. know, don't let her go to that home on hospice. But we didn't know. We were lost. We right. didn't have, we do? had other alternatives, but we didn't know how to utilize right. them. And we were being made to feel guilty about it. Right. So they put the, yeah, they put the guilt on us like it's our fault. Yeah. So... It's for those of you, I guess, kind of some cues with, you know, those that are dealing with a situation with a parent with dementia or Alzheimer's is you've got to have patience. Yeah. You can't argue with them because it's like they're not themselves anyway. No, they're not. And you need to look into, I mean, this person was licensed. Everything yeah. on paper was perfect. Mm -hmm. There was no problem with that. We honestly think it was the hospice. There was a, there was something going on. Something funny. Yeah. Some one hand was washing the other yeah. hand. It's like when we moved my mother out of the first place into the second one, they were all upset because we moved her. And then the lady that was like the broker, she called both you and me. Didn't yeah. leave messages, but she called our numbers probably to try to cuss us out or say, I'm what sure. are you doing? I'm sure. And she had no right calling us for anything she anyway. She didn't leave a message, though. No. But, you know, so I know right then that there, know, was, funny there was something going, going on, on wrong. And they were taking the drugs. They were doing whatever. And, I mean, what are we going to do? You know, it's over with now. But It's like a senior citizen mob thing. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It was really, really odd. Who would have thought? And I mean, you know, even with us, kind of like I said, yeah, I was in denial with that stuff. Because, I mean, who, who plans for that? Who thinks, okay, what are we going to do? It was pretty. It horrific. doesn't always happen to people. I mean, not everybody gets dementia. Not everybody gets Alzheimer's. You know, some and people get great, hit by a bus crossing the street. We, you don't know. And there's great facilities out right. there. And there are. They're amazing. And the one that we had turned, we, we, went, we to. went to was, was nice, amazing. Was nice and I place. wish that we would have gone then, there to begin. The yeah. yeah. But it was just so heartbreaking to see that this is a common story. Mm -hmm. This is a common theme along this road. And, um, you know, what we also found is we had to go to probate court a oh, lot. A lot. And that it is so important that you guys have your will filled out properly. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that you have your end of day wishes completely written down no matter how old you are right so that your family doesn't have to go through the expense because it's a big business it's a huge business we had to deal with her house was in she lived in macomb county we had to deal with the house and her guardianship there 
She was being placed in Oakland County in the home. So we had to deal with Oakland County with their court system. She died in Oakland County. So we had to deal with that. Everybody had their hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. Everyone had to get their little hand out. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I mean, I understand for part of it. I don't understand the Oakland County part of it because her house was in Macomb County. But I mean, it is what it was. We had to go back to court, back and forth. So you had to hire a lawyer, which was stupid in itself, because at one point we just finally said that with it. We just said it ourselves that we didn't even need a lawyer. No, I did YouTube um, law school 101. <laughs> 101. And I YouTubed and kind of got free advice on the mm. internet on how to fill out all the paperwork. Well, so we filled out the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Anything worked out, you know, they let it go. They signed off and everything. I'm an only child, so I was the only, I was a guardian. I was the everything, so. Yeah, it was just really. So it's never fun, and I know there's a lot of people going through it, and you're at your wit's end. And because of that, I think that it really kind of hit pause on your grief. Yeah. Like, this morning, Chuck got mad. I was mad. (laughs) Well, you know, again, we didn't always see eye to eye and stuff, and, um. The first time I got married, moved out, like I came back to the, my house, my bedroom, where I grew up at, and my mother had cleaned everything out, threw everything away. It's like, where's my stuff? So I'm still mad at that. <laughs> so he's so he's mad about that. That's what he chose. And we'll have to do a topic. We're almost running out of time. Oh, running out of time. But we're going to have to do a topic on the differences that men grieve and women grieve because it's different. And, um, and, and sometimes women judge men for how they grieve or how they're perceived at not grieving. Right. Or yeah. Guys aren't quite as, usually guys aren't quite as emotional as females as women. Not, not normally. No, normally you get angry or you just say, and, you know, this weird thing. I mean, I, I was 18 before I lost any, relatives obviously i mean so i was lucky i mean grandparents whoever and my grandfather my dad's dad he was my closest relative probably i was closer to him than anybody and he was the first one to go when he died i was just kind of lost i went for like a year i didn't cry at the funeral i didn't feel much of anything and i did not cry for a year a year later my uncle joe he passed away he had cancer he passed away and at his funeral i couldn't stop crying so I had a whole year's worth of yeah, all this pent up inside of me. I mean, I'm in a fetal position in the backseat of a car crying like a baby, and I can't stop. I mean, carrying the casket, you know, doing a pallbearer, and and I'm crying. I just, and they're looking at me like I'm crazy, but it's just, I don't know, it's weird. And I cry if you kill a mosquito. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm the opposite of, so, you can show me a, you know, puppy running up to oh, a person and God, I'll cry. Yes. Oh, so. my Lord. I, it is, it is different, but that's, that's for that's another a, 30 a, minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be another depressing 30 yeah. minutes. I can tell you that right well, now. Well, and yeah, and we, we kind of, we wanted to talk about this, but we know that it's not the fun and game. No. Robinette's nest. Ah. But we want you to know that we understand if you're in this position, yeah. if you're not in this position, consider yourself lucky. lucky, but also I want you to know how important it is to get yeah, we should we should have an infomercial to get your will done. Get your will done. And to get your your trust done and to get your paperwork done. And and if your parents talk to them about what they wish, we didn't know if his mom wanted to be buried, buried or, cremated. or cremated. We never talked to her about Still it. Still don't know. 
She had to be cremated. She had to be cremated. We were going to bury her, the whole thing. She had her <laughs> plot. She had her, but the plot was, I, yeah, it was just a mess. Anyway, it was, she was cremated. It was a long story with um, she, mom from heaven, attempted to steal somebody else's plot. I just don't know. Yeah. And uh, they got they got a little bit upset. Uh, and so we ended up having plans. to cremate her. <laughs> had to change the plans. She already had her headstone. Everything was right. She's up in Clio Cemetery. <laughs> By Frankenmuth, Michigan. We yeah. we get a phone call on a Saturday morning from a relative saying, wait, we heard you were going to bury <laughs> your mom. In my plot. It's my plot. Uh, we, you didn't die first, so I guess you lose. We had to like stop, call the funeral home and be like, we know that this is the strangest thing, thing. But we're going to have to cremate. Oh my gosh. Well, I saved a lot of money, but... Yeah. Yeah, that we didn't have at the time anyway. But. Right. So I think everything worked out, but, you know, she could be mad on the other side, but I hey, keep telling she him threw my comic books out. So, you know, I keep, we're even. I keep telling him that, sh that she's not mad, but they uh, don't normally not. Well, they do sometimes get mad on the other side, yeah, but they do. she's not, she's, I'm, mean, she's living her best life. The visits that I've had with her, she's like at parties and she's dancing. Yeah, that's crazy. She's, she's got boyfriends that oh, I haven't, I don't even, we don't recognize. even know who they are. So, yeah, his yeah. mom was a wild child she's back the in the day. She's the belle of the ball right now on the other side. So she's super happy. She was lonely. Yeah, she was. She, she was lost the last her one. Everybody, even her best friend, got dementia. And she passed away yeah. the year before. Her sister passed away. Her brother had been gone. Yeah. And she said that many times where she was lonely and everyone's gone. So the one kind of thing that was, it wasn't funny, but because of her dementia, she would hide things. <laughs> so the whole time we were playing scavenger treasure hunt in her house. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening. Sorry. It's so down. And we'll make the next episode a little happier. <laughs> Let's hope to God. <laughs> oh, we believe in you. I this is Christy. This is Chuck. Peace. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.